I'm only using the audio, so I'm sorry if I wasted your makeup. No, I'm happy I did it. I have, I feel horrible. So like I put on makeup and I was like, oh, I forgot what a dish I am. <laughs> <laughs> For the last like three weeks, I'm just, I mean, I'm just really sick. So like. Mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah. So, my yeah. Do you think this is going to help you put on makeup even when no one's at home just to be like, remind yourself? That I'm a dish? Yeah. To just um, be like, you know, dig it on yourself a little bit. I mean, like the, the first quarantine, like the first lockdown, I decided not to wear makeup for a month just because I hadn't worn, I had never done that in my adult life mm -hmm. just to see what would happen with my skin. For sure. And then, and then it started being like, I kind of want to be pretty. I mean, not that I, I like what I look like without makeup on, but like, it is fun to like, you know. I get it. I get it. I told uh, Whitney that I haven't worn my hats in almost like nine months now. And then after I told him that, I was like, oh, and I started wearing hats again. Oh, really? Yeah. Why didn't you wear your, well, yeah, if you don't, that's. There's no reason. If I wasn't leaving the house, why was I putting on a hat? And then did you miss your hats? Not at all. But <laughs> then, then why'd you start wearing them again? Because I put one on and I was like, I look like me again. Yeah, that's. Like, it's a little bit of a difference, but it's enough of a difference to where it's yeah. just like, this doesn't look as familiar as this. Yeah. And that is, it is like, yeah, I don't look completely different without my makeup on. Like there are some broads that look completely different without their makeup on. Mm -hmm. and, some like, and some dudes. Yeah. People look different without, but like, I don't look too different, but mm -hmm. you're right. Like putting it on. I'm like, Oh, hi there. You're, I just look. <laughs> <laughs> like I better give myself my number. This is great. Yeah. I literally like my hair was drying and I was like, oh, your hair is back to being red. What is that? I was just like, oh, I feel so pretty. So that's great. Even if we're not using this, I'm still probably going to take a selfie. Um, well, I mean, all of this is going to end up on the podcast, so it's going to work out great. Oh, good. Good. Yay. Yeah, Hi. absolutely. Hey, what's up? Um, is this the crawl space? Oh, it's crawl space. Just crawl space just crawl space but this is like this is the studio in which you do your own podcast no no i'm in my closet i do have my mic and i have my setup i'm in my closet mm. and i thought it would just be too dark in there to yeah i fully expected for you to broadcast from your closet like yeah. that's just what i thought because of your podcast and i, I was just like okay it. and then and then for some reason when i saw this i was like maybe this is her closet maybe this is how cozy her closet is maybe i just have this like this this well, this apparently makes me look crazy, but it's my calendar. <laughs> but why would that make you look crazy? I don't know. So many like you know, you do a lot of zooms, and yeah, so course. people see your background and they're like, "Why do you have that?" And some people are like, "Oh my god, you probably are so goal oriented, and that's why you're going to be successful." And then other people are like, "That's a little oh." The funny thing is, my more successful friends are impressed by this, and my not so successful friends make fun of it which because is they're impressed by it. Yeah. Or they're like, oh, I'd never be that goal. Yeah. Like about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I started putting like just dressing better and presenting myself better. Mm -hmm. And uh, my buddy Jeff Dye was like, you know, people are going to make fun of you for it. And that is not because they actually look down upon it. It's because they look up on it and they just want to comment on it and they don't know how else to do it. How and fucked I was, up is that? Because he's so right. Yeah, exactly that. It's just like, no, no, no. Anyone that makes fun of you for looking better or dressing better is just, they're trying to compliment you. Those people are just unable to give compliments. Or also, I met this girl years ago who was, uh, we were at Mouthy Pants and mm -hmm. um, 
I don't remember her name, but she was just, she was like a cute girl and we tried to be friends. She was cuckoo, but um, God, what was her name? I don't know. She came I feel like house. I'm still Facebook friends with her then. You, I think some... I have, she, <laughs> she, uh, she folded my laundry. She came to my house and I had just like not done, I hadn't folded my laundry yet. This is so crazy. I hadn't folded Ooh. my laundry and, I, and we were supposed to go out and I was just like, oh, I'll just fold it tomorrow. And she's like, I, I could fold it for you. I'm like, oh no, that's weird. No, thanks. And yeah, no, like, it's too much. Yeah, I, I, like I literally was like, nah, it's weird. And uh, and then I went to the bathroom to like fix my makeup and came out and she was folding my laundry. I was like, what are we doing? And she, so she was cuckoo. And after that, I was like, I don't think we yeah, can. Yeah, it's too much. It like Christy? I don't know. It was, some, it was like a form of Christy, Christina, something like that. And she told me, she was like, I don't, she's like, I, I watched you on stage and I, I, I like, I admire that you're not afraid to be pretty up there. Okay. And I was like, explain. And she goes, well, a lot of comics tell me that. And she was a really pretty girl. And she was like, a lot of comics mm -hmm. tell me to like dumb down my, like dull my pretty as to not like intimidate the audience. And I was like, who's telling you that? And she was like, well, I'm like, like gross open micers. Cause like the day that like yeah. Bill Burr tells me I should like dumb down my pretty, you know what I mean? Cause no one more sure. successful than you is going to look at you and be like, you should not be as pretty on stage. And she was like, oh, I'm like, those are gross open micers who see that you're pretty and funny and they want to take you down a peg. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you just say thank you and then go be who, like if you want to dole your pretty on stage, do, but don't do it because some guy drinking six PBRs who will never go anywhere tells you to. No, exactly. No, and I've said this before where I believe that everyone burns their own trail and their own trail is only who they honestly are. Anything that's not who you honestly are doesn't burn. In any direction that you, who you honestly are does. And that's it. That's the answer. No one else has your answer. No. There's a billion ways to get to the top of the hill. And yeah. the people that and are if following you're pretty, everyone around. Then you're pretty. If you're yeah. ugly, then you're ugly. That's just it. This is what you look like. You yeah. yeah. You, and to like, well, but she was so concerned. And I was just like, oh, this is just what I look like. Like, I. Not, I mean, not like, oh, that's just what I look mm -hmm. like. But I'm like, I wasn't intentionally trying to be prettier on stage and I wasn't intentionally yeah. not. But so I think he's right in a sense of that. But I also think it is like people would see you dress up and be like, oh, mm -hmm. what's what's Aaron doing? You're trying to impress, like, because they people shit on people who are trying to better yeah. themselves. And it's never strange. It's good friends. It's good friends that were also sloppy being like, oh, you think you're better than me now? just in different ways. I also wrote down a couple names of people who I think it was that did that, but I'm not going to say them on the air. Okay. You can text. What do, I will, if I remember, I'll text you. I literally I mean, we went out that night and we, can you read my handwriting is chicken scratches. Don't read. Oh my God. Off. It was the second one. There we go. Got oh it. Oh my God. It was the second <laughs> one. I nailed it. How did you know? Cause she's a little cuckoo. I mean, clearly you gave a couple of the things and I was out? like, um, I know exactly what's happened to her. She doesn't do stand-up anymore, um, but I'm not giving any of her story on the air because that's her story, you know? Like, yeah, that's yeah. not for me to share. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. and she was nice. There was just a lot mm -hmm. of really weird shit that happened in the one night we hung out, and I was like, I think I'll probably... Yeah, oh, no, no, I get it. I understand. Yeah. I was just like, who would follow Kim home and then do her laundry? Let me think. That's wild that you from that little you guessed her that's yeah it was it creeped me out a little bit it creeped it creeped me out <laughs> and it i was mean like that would a, creep me out too it, like that would 
we would have to be so incredibly close for someone to fold my laundry and me be okay with it. Yeah. Like it was like when my mom was an adult and I was a kid, that was that, that, that close, you know, like I think I've had one girlfriend do my laundry ever. Yeah. You know, like, and I was like shocked by laundry, but no, exactly. But even then it was just like, Oh my God, what a nice, weird, random thing. I did not think that was ever going to happen. Um, but it would have to be on that level of clothes. Yeah. Yeah, and for it was, sure. It was, she asked, and then I said, oh, no, thanks. That's okay. I'll just do it tomorrow. She's like, mm-hmm. I actually really like folding laundry. And I went, cool. Oh, that, that's a problem. That. <laughs> and then I left the room, I think, just to do is like fix my hair or something. And mm-hmm. I came back, and she was folding. And then she was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. I, I don't know. Yeah. Good luck to her. That's but yeah, she she had a lot of guys tell her that she shouldn't be pretty on stage. And I was like, that's BS. You should be yourself on stage. Whether For it's sure. ugly or pretty, be yourself and you'll shine. There's too much bad advice out there and none of the advice is worth anything. No, there's like, there's a million ways to get up the mountain. That's it. Exactly. That's exactly it. Um, You had COVID. I think I still have COVID. I'm so sick. Like I don't, I'm. If anybody's of- listening, I want you all to know we are doing this over Zoom. <laughs> it's not like I'm like, hey, you have COVID, come over. Like it's come the and like no mask, just yeah, exactly. Like, like, hey, I need um, I need the immunity, so you got to come over now and have dinner. And, just, and after you use the silverware, I'm going to use the same silverware. Don't call me weird. I just need it for the immunity. Wait, would you? So we would there would be two meals, and then I would eat the meal first, and then you would take the other silverware and eat. What if your meal got cold though? Why wouldn't I, would I just? To, that's that's the price you have to pay if you're trying. I could to get just it. lick your silverware before you use it, so we could eat together. I mean, if that that's that's how nice you are, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or I just feel weird eating alone while someone watches me eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the weirder part. It's weirder for you. I guess it's because of the length. You're like you're like no no. It would be just less weird if I just licked your silverware and then we just went. And I'll really go at it. Like I'll really put it all in my mouth and like do it like I'm COVID testing. Sorry, girl. Yeah, I believe you. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, you can I, cough a couple times first and then get it around your mouth 30, 45 seconds. Oh, man. I, I would have tested. Stick it up your nose ago. until it touches your brain and then pull it back out. Uh, there's three three tests and one go all the way to the nose some goes halfway and then one's the saliva and the halfway mm-hmm. one is the least act or um accurate accurate thank you you have to forgive me too covid brain is real like i am not as pretty would it i am not totally aware of what covid brain is every friend i've had that has had it mm-hmm. has just disappeared off the map for a couple of weeks and then come back so i haven't talked to anybody mid covid really Real, so I what, mean, it, sorry did they say they came back and they were like fine i mean they were just like that sucked but i don't i don't have any details on it because people are like well if you survive then who cares about everything else and you're like well yeah but the goal is also just not to survive some people are getting some permanent damage from this and we also don't know what permanent damage is going to linger 10 15 years from now from having this yeah i know i'm really scared about that yeah, the whole generation should be. Because even the people who are asymptomatic and don't have it might end up with something later on down the line. Like this thing is brand new. Yeah, and exactly. My my buddy was telling me when I, I've been- Always in a- on the fads, very fatty. Oh yeah, definitely. It's always 
my, my buddy, I, I'm having a hard time resting, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm finally now, I'm resting. I am, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm literally like, okay, let's hurry up. All right, tomorrow I'll be better. Okay, tomorrow I'll be better. And it's just not the way it's happening. And my buddy told me his, his friend, who's my age, healthy, um, tested positive and then was sick for a couple of weeks, was really sick. Mm-hmm. And then she, then she tested negative. So then even though she felt not great still, like where I'm at right now, she yeah. decided to just keep go back to her life. So she went back to her life and she was still feeling really off, but she was negative and it was fine. And then one day she couldn't slow her heart, had to have emergency heart surgery and now has a pacemaker in her heart because of COVID. So that mm-hmm. was the story he told me two weeks ago to make me lay down. But like there's, yeah, some people are dying a month later from blood clots, two months later, like it's just like, it's- I know, but as some of my friends have told me, cause I'm from Arizona, so I know a lot of Republicans are like, but there's only a 1% survival rate. You don't think you'd be in the 99%? And you're like, no, but there's also other things that happen. And that's what I'm trying to get across with you here is that it's not just like, if I only survive, yeah, I'm in that percentage that allows you to say that thing. But there's so many other things that can happen that aren't just survival. Yeah, yeah. I can't, right now I'm on week, I tested positive two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. and two and a half weeks ago time isn't real three weeks ago today's friday sorry um three weeks honestly because time doesn't matter you could have said august and i've been like sure sure and also this thing's crazy i still could be affected and i can't stand for more than 30 minutes without getting extremely tired lightheaded Mm -hmm. um yeah so i just it's frustrating because I see a lot of people that are saying it's just a flu or like, wash yeah. your hands. I'll wear a mask. Don't let me. And I'm very careful. I've been very careful. I wear a mask. I believe in science and I'm laying in bed, just begging my body to go back to like, it's just really frustrating, you know, and, and the sure. one person, that's a lot of fucking people. People are like only 1%. That's a lot of people. Like exactly that. No, that's like, I was trying to explain that. Cause then my, I almost said who. But the but then somebody was also like, hey, um, what you wouldn't get in a car? Those are dangerous. And I was like, if every day there, I work with like three hundred people, if every day three of them didn't show up because they died because of a car, yeah, I'd be scared to get in a car. Yeah, and that's <laughs> yeah. That's, and what did they say to that? Were they like, oh, okay, that's a good point, or were they like, no, they're just like, no, that's the percentage you take, and you're like, you're not, you're not getting this right. It's like every day, the amount of people that die in car accidents are dying of this. You know, like 1% is a ton. And it's not like 1% of like of every day. It's like 1% of anyone who even touches it is dead from this immediately to the point that we have statistics on it. Who knows down the line? I assume anybody that ever tested positive is just has no chance of reaching 100. We can just assume that, I think. Reaching 100, like, oh God. So you say I'm never going to make it to 100? Sorry. I probably wasn't going to make it to a hundred. I'm shocked. I'm this age now. And I'm alive. I mean, I don't want to just openly judge, but I don't think you were living the live to a hundred lifestyle. No, the last couple of years I've been pretty healthy actually. So I'm actually grateful that the last couple of years I've been really wor- like working on my health and whatever mm-hmm. that like, I feel like this would be way worse. Like I quit smoking four years ago. Yeah, no, that is true. I haven't seen you smoke in a long time. Yeah. It'll be four years next week. I'm very so when you walk past a smoker, are you like, I'm beyond this. I'm oh, on the no. next level. 
No. Or are you like, oh God, I, I miss those days. Oh, I'm like, tell it I say hi. Hello, dark mistress. <laughs> I call it my dark mistress. <laughs> I miss it so much. Like, I've heard people who've quit smoking for like 20 years or like they're still like 20 years from now, you will still be like, you know, it would be really solid after this, a cigarette. And I'm like, really? But I, it's been four years and I, I don't need it. I, like, I don't crave it. I don't like, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to smoke and I'll never smoke again. Knock on wood, mm-hmm. day of time, whatever. But like, I, if, if you were to tell me that it wouldn't affect my health, it wouldn't affect all these things that it was affecting, I would smoke again. That's funny. I would only compare that to McDonald's. Like in my early twenties, I lived next door to a McDonald's and I went almost every day and I loved McDonald's. Oh my God. But I like ballooned up everything, you know, you're like, it's not good. Yeah. So I stopped eating McDonald's much like smoking. And it's like every now and then, you know, I'm around McDonald's because it's impossible for someone, you know, someone comes in like to work and they got McDonald's on the way you smell it. And you're like, I remember McDonald's. But I also know that if I got into the habit of eating any of that again, I go back. If I don't eat it in the wherever I'm at, I don't think about it. Wait, so you quit McDonald's? Like quit? I quit it. McDonald's. I quit McDonald's. Yeah. When I was all like fast food or just McDonald's? Uh, almost everything with the drive-through. I will every now and then something will happen, like Chick Fil A will surface because you when I quit there wasn't a Chick Fil A, and you're like, well, I want to find out what a Chick Fil A is. And so I go and I, I find out when one becomes popular, but I try not to make any of them a part of habit. So I maybe will have fast food like that once or twice a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. I feel, I don't know. No, I was going to say, maybe that'd be harder than quitting smoking. No, sm- quitting smoking was really, really hard, but I don't, I've never. Quitting I smoking, go- I think is harder because you know that anyone with the cigarette is willing to give you the cigarette. Really? I mean, I'm, Yeah. If you were to walk outside, if bars were regular right now and you walked outside with all the people that you already know are smoking and everything, you're at a show, people are smoking before and after, you go, hey, can I, can I bum one of those? They're like, yes, of course. Oh, easy. Yeah. But if I walked into a restaurant and went, hey, can I have your cheeseburger? Nobody, nobody's like, oh, for sure, here's your cheeseburger. No one's offering me a cheeseburger when they start to eat one like that. You know, like that I have to true. face the maker you know, and talk to the counter person to be like, one thing, please, which is humiliating only to me. They don't know it's humiliating. They don't know that you've quit, that you had, how, so how many years is this? It's gotta be 17 years now. You haven't eaten McDonald's in 17 years? Yeah. That's wild. I think that it would be interesting to try it now that I haven't had it in so long, because I believe it's probably sweeter than I remember. Oh, like, yeah. I remember not having Twinkies. There's a, some point in life in my childhood, I stopped eating Twinkies. And then one day somebody offered me a Twinkie like two years ago. So it's like 20 years between, between Twinkies. And I was like, I love Twinkies, right? I ate it and I couldn't even swallow the first bite. It was like too sweet. It was crazy. Really? And I was like, I don't remember it being like this at all. I think that maybe it changed it. And they're just like, no, I think you're just, I have so much less sugar now than when I was a kid. Yeah. That this is so intense. And I think the same would be true for the Big Mac I used to get. Also, I never like, I don't like McDonald's. Like I've never been, like I, the fries are good, but it's never, it's not my go-to. Their burger, their burger buns taste like sugar to me. That's the, that's why I'm like, I wonder how sweet it would actually I be. I'm sure it's chock full of sugar, 
Um, I don't even want the fries because then I might go back. I'm so afraid that if I taste any of it, I will go back. So how long did you eat it every day? I mean, a couple years. Every day for a couple Almost years? Almost every year, at least five times a week for a couple years. Yeah, like from like, probably like from 18 to 22 for sure. I mean, I guess if you were that young, I was going to say like your body's probably still recovering from that. But that's 17 years. Not at this point, I don't believe that to be true, but I definitely think that was true at that time, probably for like till I was like 25, 26. Yeah, it's so bad for you. Yeah, oh, for sure. Absolutely. Like I had to like, I learned nothing about how to handle food until like a couple of years ago. I did a couple of dramatic things to try to figure out food. Didn't really necessarily, I feel like ever actually quite figured it out. I feel somewhere about a year and a half ago, I did. Okay. Like eating, like eating feelings, eating boredom, eating like a lot of that, but also just not realizing I didn't realize what was a starch and what wasn't, you know, like that kind of thing. Oh, I don't know that either. (laughs) No, but for sure. Like, but it would also be like, if I was to have mashed potatoes and rice on the same plate, I wouldn't have thought anything of it to where I'm like, no, that's two of the exact same thing kind of. And those are two things that your body needs 0% of. And there was also a point where I, I realized because I was eating vegan for a month to try to cleanse myself, but I was also eating a lot more flour because it's like, oh, you know what? Here's like some kind of vegan pancake because flour is not bad for me. And I was like, I went through a bag of flour in like a week and a half. And I was like, dude, if you sat there with a the spoon and they just ate all the flour, right? No, exactly. When you break it down like that, you're like, wait a second, how much flour is Aaron eating? Yeah. How did you, you figure out food then? I started watching a bunch of YouTube videos and I uh, asked a couple friends that are super fit. I have, a, we all have a couple friends out here in LA that are just super fit. Yeah. And they like explained to me like, like why rice is only good in like these small portions. Like rice is essentially bread for vegetables, you know, like, and so it's like that kind of thing. And like, and we know that bread's not necessary for any part of your meal. Yeah. And so like, it was all that sort of stuff. And it was like, you're not eating almost any fiber and fiber is what makes you feel not hungry. So you're constantly walking around trying to feel less hungry, but you're also putting nothing in your body to stop that. So all you're doing is just filling it with craving, you know, which is sugar and fat. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is making a ton of sense as to why I've always had a belly my whole life. And then you and never, stopped? I'm never crazy. I was never like obese by any stretch, but it's also just like, you know, poorly. Yeah. About a year and a half ago, <laughs> I just sort of stopped. I slowly weaned off one thing to the next. Then every now and then I'll get in a habit of a thing where all of a sudden I find myself ordering fries too much, but I'll, fi- I'll see the habits develop and stop the habits. Okay. It's so hard. Food stuff is so hard. It there is are, because you have to eat. There's no to. way around that. And then it's also, yeah, there's, there's multiple layers of like how it could like eating your feelings, eating out of boredom, especially right now when like when the beginning of lockdown, I was like, I know I have problems with depression and I know Mm. I have problems with being like, I knew I had mostly depression. Right. And so it was like, Mm -hmm. you need to figure out something in order to not sleep for two months. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and I I did, I like had these exercises I did every day. I wrote every morning. I like got up and had like a routine, Mm -hmm. but like a lot of people in quarantine have gained a ton of weight because they're bored and food, like people just have such unhealthy relationships with food. Of course. After that's wild. That's so awesome. 
Well, that's the, like, you know, I'm not a big smoker or drinker or any of that other things. So people are like, where is your vice? And you're like, food. It's clearly with food. Yeah. And like, so like it becomes very recognizable and then you go, oh, well, do you ever want to battle this or is this just what you're willing to bear? Because you don't have to battle it either. Like if you're listening and you're like, oh, I'm whatever and I love it, then great. Fantastic. Aaron yeah. wasn't loving it. And that's so, what it all comes down to, too, is like, mm-hmm. yeah, what you feel good about yourself. Like the smoking, I had to quit just because, well, I made mm-hmm. a promise to my father who died and you can't break a promise to a dead guy. So I was like, ah, I guess I got to quit smoking. But yeah. I knew that I would feel bad. But it's but I know people are like, I don't want to quit smoking. And it's like, it's not yeah, helping. But then he helped the Broncos win the Super Bowl. So, you know, now you got to double down. Yeah, he did help the Broncos win the Super Bowl. Where is he now, though? Where is he now? I didn't know, like, if I said that happened and then the next five years would just be like. Yeah, no, no, but that's the Broncos knew what they were doing. That's the whole point of getting a Peyton Manning is you go, okay, we might win in the next two years. But after that, we're going to be bullshit for a decade. I mean, that's what the decade. Kim, how often do you expect your team to literally win the Super Bowl? We didn't win. We didn't play with a quarterback three days a week ago. So you're right. Exactly. I'm, I'm in denial. <laughs> yeah, no. And so you think you're going to not play with a quarterback last year or last week and in two years be getting to the playoffs? Yes. Two years. That's seven years from our last win. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was like, wait, two years is not seven years. You got COVID brain. Kim. I do have COVID brain. It's so real. <laughs> I think real quick, I think it's interesting that people didn't want to talk to you about COVID. Like yeah. I had this, I was working in a bar for, and I'm positive that's probably where I got it. But at this point, it's so rampant in LA that it, if you go outside. Everything's a guess like that. People like think they can pinpoint it. And you're like, how? So many people were like, where did you get it? I'm like, I don't know. I work at a bar, um, but I don't really have a lot of contact with the customers because it's over the bar. Uh I but did you still commercial. have to touch things that other people touch. Yeah. And so you're just like, I don't know, any faucet, any fucking plastic bag that any delivery person ever dropped off. Who knows if the guy who drops off the Amazon does. You know, like, I don't know. I yeah, share doorknobs with strangers because we all walk in and out of a building, don't we? So. Literally anywhere. Unless someone yeah. tells you I have COVID and then you go get tested and you have COVID, you don't know where you got COVID, Right. But yeah. I, had a, I had a customer at this bar that was, um, oh God, what was his name? I don't know. He was, he was a smoke show, but he, we were talking about COVID and he was like, yeah, I yeah. got COVID right when it started. I was like, oh, you got COVID in November or in March and November, Jesus, you got COVID in March. And he goes, yeah. And I don't want to talk about it. And it was just like, and I was like, so why'd you bring it up? Yeah. I don't know why you brought it up. Yeah. I got it. If smoke shows listening, just don't bring it up. Maybe you don't never had COVID. Smoke show. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's your own deal to deal with then if you don't want to which i i people will do the podcast and then they'll be like hey can you edit out that thing about my brother it's like well, don't bring it up all of life whatever you don't want someone to bring up don't bring up yourself that's why they invented lying or or have some self-control like yeah I, I did a podcast and at the end of it the girl was like do you need me to edit anything out and i was like uh do you think we should edit something out i'm like did i <laughs> And she was like, no, I just always ask because people like accidentally say we're comedians. Like we're, I mean, you're supposed to. With the amount of things I've heard you say publicly at this point, it never even crossed my mind. You were going to say anything at this point to edit anything out. I have no shame. No, your shit's out there. 
it's yeah. out there. And I, and I'm proud of it. And the more I get to love myself and more I work on myself, the more my shit's out there. Like yeah. people are always like, Oh, I'm sure that'll go away once you get older. And I'm like, no, I think I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot and I've been around a lot. And I think I can help people if I'm just like unapologetically open about my shit, you know? I think that's true for everybody. Everyone should feel that way because all people can do by you being 100% you is relate to you more. Yeah. There's no way that there aren't other people that aren't feeling the exact same things, no matter how childish you think they are and you judge yourself for them. I told a story on my podcast and it's kind of, it's real, it's, it's weird and I'll tell it to you, but Mm -hmm. at the end, I never really thought it was that secretive or bad or whatever. It was just a story I was kind of telling. And mm-hmm. afterwards, a lot of people messaged me and they're like, oh my God, I thought I was the only person this happened to. Thank you so much. It's, yeah. are you, do you want to hear it? It's really weird and fucked up. Can I swear on it? Well, of course I want to hear it. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, oh my God, I'm, I'm nervous. Um, not really. <laughs> so when I was in elementary school, it's like a weird, it's weird. When I was in elementary okay. school, I was friends with the popular girls, but I wasn't popular. Like my best friend was super popular. And then they had their click and I wasn't in it, right? But when they'd have these slumber parties, they'd invite me. And mm-hmm. one slumber party, I and this ended up being a normal thing, but the first one I show up, my popular best friend, we all are in the room. It's like, it's like 10, 10 year olds, 10, 12 year olds, right? And they're all like, my best friend stands up and she's like, all right, guys, we're going to break up into, into pairs. And then I'm going to turn off the lights. And then we're just going to fool around with our partner for 10 minutes. And then we'll yeah. And then we'll swap like, and in 10 minutes, mm-hmm. the timer will go off and you'll just move down the line. And I did not want to do that. But so lights turned off and, and it was, and I was only telling it cause it was one of the most humiliating things in my life because mm-hmm. I, my friend got on the ground and started to like fool around with me and I like froze. And then she stopped, turned the lights on and was like, some people are not going to want to fool around. So if you get to a partner tell, don't, and they don't want to do it, you need to respect that. And you can just talk for your 10 minutes. And like, at the time it was so humiliating because all the girls are like, of course, Kimmy crawl doesn't want to fool around. <laughs> but like, I look back and I'm like, well, at least the girl understood. Uh, what is the word? What's the, um, I mean, boundaries kind of boundaries and consent. Like she got consent. At she age- got that, but also like to call you out like that. Oh my God. And then there was another girl from another school that she was friends with. So then like two partners away, I became, I was her partner and she was like, Hey, I don't really want to do this either. Do you think we could just stay partners for the rest of the night? And I was like, yes. The girl who threw that slumber party went to prison and now has a do not resuscitate tattoo on her chest. So those don't count for anything. No, no. (laughs) Those aren't legally binding. No, they don't. But it, the, the whole, full, but but I told that story. So you know, in prison, she's still doing that exact same behavior. I hear she got out, and she has a bunch of dogs. And she's making but, those dogs make out down the line. Like, and and every ten minutes, you guys are going to switch partners. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I told that. And I didn't think it was that fucked up of a story. I just told it because it was like yeah. a really embarrassing. I was really embarrassed for not wanting to do this thing I shouldn't have to have had to do. Yeah. And I got a lot of emails that were like, oh my God, I went to a slumber party once where the girls were asking me to do that stuff. And I didn't, and like, like mm. multiple emails, I'm gonna say like five I got that was just like, thank you for saying that. It made me feel so much less alone. And if I was, a, and like, that's, to me, 
why I do what I do is because yeah for sure and some incel somewhere is like punching a wall and he's like no girls in lines to kiss me Kim Kroll, so funny, charming, awesome to talk to, really easy to talk to. Love talking to Kim. Because her name is spelled so uniquely, it's super easy to find her on social medias. So you can find her at K-Y-M-K-R-A-L. Just like her name is spelled, but it's uniquely spelled. So you can find her. That's like the the number one best thing for like having a, a unique spelling of a common name is now people can find you. And that's exactly what she wants. Crawl Space is her podcast. It's funny. She records it in her closet. She gets in her closet, she closes it, so she's in this dark little space. It's like, it sounds like the most therapeutic setup I've ever heard for a podcast. Check it out. Crawl Space. Um, yeah, great talking to her. She actually, uh, we had to try to book it a couple times because she got COVID and got really sick. And we got to, I got to watch her post as she was able to explain what going through it is really like and how it's. Just because there's a survival rate doesn't mean that it's not a thing people like want. You're going to survive, but you're not going to enjoy it. You know, like if you do, you know, like and there's other things that happen. So that's Kim Crow. Known her forever. I probably met her six months into stand-up. So I've known her for almost a decade. Kind of crazy how long that's all been going on. That's uh, That's what I got for her. And then next week... I have another member of the Flappers family, Christina Marie Leonard. Christina Marie Leonard. We have so many interesting things that we did not talk about on the podcast. We, she got me uh, onto a game show. The game show I did with Jeff May and Demo and Aaron. We, she's the one that put it all together. And she didn't even get to go on the game show. But we won and we sent her money. She was a part of our team. She did that for me. And then... I mean, our our favorite memory, or at least mine, I don't know if she remembers, is that I took her to get her wisdom teeth taken out, and then I had to take her home afterwards where she was totally drugged up and talking nonsense. And I'll tell this little story because uh, the episode's already recorded, so I know we didn't talk about it. On the way home from getting these, you have to go to the store to get the painkillers. And so we went to Target, and her mouth was like a chipmunk with all the different cotton in it. And she couldn't feel it. And she kept bleeding. Like, just like all of a sudden I turn around and she's slobbering blood. And I had to be like, Christina, you're slobbering blood. Like, you got to go clean yourself out. And she was like, no, I'm not. And then she's saying that just blood's coming out. People are looking at her like she's a weirdo. And so we ended up tying a t-shirt. She had a spare t-shirt in her car. We tied the t-shirt around like her face. So she could just bleed on this white t-shirt. So now it just looks like I... Like I punched a girl in the mouth or something and now we're getting her painkillers. It didn't look great. People were looking at us. And uh, her favorite thing was that she was so thankful that I did this. She wanted to buy me something. And I kept telling her no. And she was like, no, let me buy you some Star Wars toys. And I was like, no, thank you. And then she was like, please, can I at least buy you these Star Wars temporary tattoos? And I was like, Christina, I have Star Wars real tattoos. Chill out. Um, That's just a fun moment we had. And she's uh, she worked at Flappers. So I met her right before she worked at Flappers. And so she's a part of the Flappers family. And so part of that legacy I'm doing on the podcast of having all those people on. And she's next. 
You guys are going to love her. Christina Marie Leonard is coming up next. You just listened to this. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Listen to my other podcast, Is This The Way? If you're uh, watching Mandalorian and want to know what I'm thinking about it or any backstory of any of these characters they're not telling you, I got it covered. I think I covered everything. Uh, yeah, I'm Aaron, at Aaron M. Marsh. Uh, thank you for listening, and thank you for putting up with me. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong Whether I find a place in this world or never belong I've got to be me